Alrighty, the Alberton Rap Podcast coming up. Uh, brought to you by thecreed1870.com. That is thecreed1870.com. Uh, the home for all of our content uh, and as well as search us the creed on twitter instagram and facebook you'll find us posting on the socials putting our gear out there and just having some fun with the all our fellow true believers and uh yeah just keep an eye on the website there's uh it's pretty bare bones at the moment but there's, there are things coming there are things in the works um but yeah the podcast will be available there as well as spotify and Apple and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So um, if you do find somewhere that isn't running the podcast, let me know um, through the socials. Uh, slowly getting the feed out there and sometimes you just miss one. So yeah, let me know. But here we go. Let's go with the podcast. Look at that. There it is. It's all over. Port Adelaide. They had the power to win. And it was very much history making today Alrighty, a bit of a de- quick delayed review of the game from last weekend. Last Saturday night, it is now Friday evening, almost quarter to 11 here. Friday evening, almost a week since uh, Port Adelaide uh, decimated the Essendon Bombers by 50 points at the Adelaide Oval. Um, yeah, a bit of a delayed review. I almost thought about it. I was like, ah, do I even do I even bother doing it? Because at this point, everyone's everyone's talked the game to death. And But, you know, I'm just doing it for, for me, really, right now. As I get this feed going, there's not many listeners anyway. So, hey, I might as well have a quick chat about the game. Um, you know, a couple of reasons why it's a bit delayed. One, you know, work, day jobs, all those things get in the way of wanting to do what I truly want to do, which is talk about our Port Adelaide Football Club. Um, the other thing was I was I was at the game. Um, hadn't had a good night, but a few beers and just hanging hanging with mates at the game. And I was just like, I, I remember thinking earlier in the week I'd do a review. And, you know, I watch the game fairly well when I'm at the game, obviously, but... When you're sitting up in the, I was up in the nosebleeds of the riverbank this weekend. Um, thankfully, very, very well protected from the uh, the weather there. Just watching, watching the downpour in front of us, but um, thankfully, very well protected in there. You don't really get much breeze or any obvious um, uh, hassle from the moisture up there in the um, top tier of the riverbank there. Um, but yeah, you are fairly far from the action, but you know, still see things pretty well. But you obviously only have one one view of the one view of the game, and you don't see it just the way that um, the TV broadcast gives you. So, um, but you do you do notice things as well. But um, I want to always like to watch the TV broadcast again before I uh, jump on and talk about the game. And I did that this week um, in bit parts again because I was just watching it when I could. Um, again, time busy busy life. Um, but uh, really, again, I've talked a couple of times in um, these game these quick little game reviews of the. Of Port Adelaide this year, uh, very Jekyll and Hyde. Um, it is the story of the season, and you know it's the story of twenty twenty football. Really, um, teams, um, and it is just where the AFL is at the moment. Teams play their games in runs, um, and the good teams manage to uh, you know hold hold the line. Um, if you if you follow if you follow the creed on Twitter, you would have seen my GIF uh, GIF. Quarter, quarter by quarter reviews. I think um, my first quarter review was um, uh, the Home Alone. You know, oh, Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. 
Um, but then my, you know, the second quarter was great. And then the third quarter I had like the, the, um, gif of, uh, the gladiator where he says, hold the line, you know, like, and that's what it just felt like. It felt like we'd have our runs. And then when we didn't, it was just holding the line. And, you know, the first quarter was, uh, look, it wasn't great. Um, we started well, um, Charlie could have had a bag in the first six minutes. Um, but he ended up with one, two, I think from that, um, and uh, I guess let's touch on that first. Um, Charlie is one fiftieth. Um, big congratulations to the, the rig, the Messiah, the um, the Adonis, the God that is Charlie Dixon. Um, being such a you know he's been here for a while now, and he's signed on for a few more years, which we talked about a week or two ago on the podcast, and um, how thankful we are for him, um, particularly as a as a boy that's come from outside of the state and um, from a different area and um, has really fallen in love with it. We don't need to go over that again, as I did on the very, <laughs> very a few pops had been drank when I talked about that and was just so happy that he was staying. But um, yeah, he's 150th game. Great achievement for a bloke that um, has struggled with his injuries. And, you know, at times, you know, when, when you have that horrible leg break against West Coast back in 2018, you just wonder, like, is this guy going to get back and have a consistent run at it? And, you know, sitting there third on the Coleman in what is a weird year for footy, and obviously um, the Coleman medal, the the goal kicking, goal kicking numbers have been odd. Um, well, not odd. That's just the new normal of them for the last fifteen twenty years. But um, they look even less with the the lesser amount of games now. But you know, he's third in the Coleman and um, leading the line for us really well. And you can see how much he benefits at the moment with the fact that Marshall and Adams are back in, and and Port seem to have made a concerted effort to. Uh, to spread the goal kicking around a bit more and and, and um, give the midfield give the midfield and that drive for midfield a little bit more uh, um, impetus to to spread the goal kicking around as well and 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 add that dynamic threat that um, you know there was that middle of the season the storyline started becoming uh, no Charlie no Port um, particularly that Geelong game which I think was just an aberration it was um, things got out of hand quick and we just didn't um, you know latch onto it quick enough and it was just one of those games but. Um, it was a storyline that was, you know, you concern you you concern after games like that is like, what do we do when um, the other team can do what they did with Hawkins in that game and and Charlie's locked up, but you know we didn't have didn't have Marshall in there and you can just see how another um, even though Marshall's still pretty raw, he's, he can clunk a mark and um and and certainly can kick for goal well um, when he's when he's on he he moves his body moves around the field pretty well as well um, for for a taller fella so. You can see just um, the effect Marshall has on on that forward line, and then you can just see how how um, Charlie just was eating it up in those first six minutes on Saturday. And uh, you know the goal kicking um, look it's a, it's a concern across the league really at the moment, um, and it's it's always been the age old AFL thing is like how how can these guys not? And I remember back when Treadray was. Um, you know, the best forward in the comp. Um, it was still, you know, there was constantly talks about what Treadway was doing at training and um, changing his drop and changing his goal-kicking style and what he was going to do to try and make himself more accurate because he was, you know, Treadway would miss the occasional easy one, but, you know, he was still pretty consistent um, when you when you look at the goal-kicking these days. Uh, but maybe it's just recency bias and we're just all, um, you know, Buddy Franklin's had those games where he kicked like, you know, 10 goals, 11 you know he'd miss as many as he kicked but he still kicked 10 so it's, it's, what are you gonna do um it's interesting i was reading scotty hodge's book this week and um some of his goal kicking stats were marvelous so you know maybe just some people are just naturally good and um charlie's naturally good at um plenty of things on the field and, and certainly he's he's a great kick for goal i just think he 
um, whether it's a mental thing in certain moments, he just drops, he, he just loses technique in little little moments here and there. I'm not exactly that. Because you can just see when he, when he really lean, leans back on one properly, um, especially those, those shots from like, sometimes you, after you've seen him miss a few closer, easy ones that will, what we think would be an easy shot, you, you, then, he, then he takes one from 40 out in a slight angle and, and you're wondering, oh, maybe this one's going to be a real bad miss. But then he, he just slots it through so beautifully and you think, well, the technique's there and it's just, it's just getting the consistency in there. And so I'm not going to look. When you got a guy taking marks and doing the things he did because, oh, woo, woo, wow, we that mark, um, that one that hopefully is going to stag him a new car, which, you know, we, love, we know Charlie loves cars and he'll probably – Already strip it and rebuild it within uh, before the next season starts. <laughs> but that mark was, um, you know, I tweeted something um, on the Creed Twitter account about how that, like, um, if you're an NFL fan, um, you'll remember, or if you, even if you just have any any remote, uh, you know, following of American sports, um, you know, Odell Beckham Jr.'s just crazy cat one-handed leaping backwards catch a few years back that just blew up the internet and is still an iconic moment in of um like an NFL highlight and um it just I tweeted that you know this guy gives OBJ a run for his money and you know he's not like leaping backwards but he, there's a big man falling backwards in those kind of conditions and just taking that gripping that ball in your hand he's not wearing a glove or anything he's just taking that ball in his hand reeling it in and and taking a, a clutch mark and just that is unbelievable and so when you've got a guy like that doing the things he's doing um with the ball and and he's certainly um making his presence felt in the forward line just as a as a pre- when the ball's coming to ground and he, and he can get around and and use his abilities for the forward pressure as well, um, the goal kicking will come. You know, let's hope it's um, you know we 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 saw back in twenty seventeen he, he was the best player on the field in that West Coast final, but um missed kicked three goals six and you know unfortunately he, he kicks a couple of those and we're not talking about um, the heartbreak of that game. So. Um, Look, we can't shy away from the fact that his his goal kicking does need to be more consistent. But we've also got to appreciate what he's doing on the field, and um, just hope that that um, that does come. Um, so you know, one uh, fiftieth game, he kicked a couple of goals, and and one of those conditions weren't. You know, that first quarter was alright, then uh, the conditions where he really went downhill for the rest of the game, and um, and Port uh, to their credit in the second quarter, you know, after that first quarter where we were <laughs> we were down at quarter time, um, surprisingly. Um, and as I said in my Twitter, I, I did a real uh, woof kind of response with my GIF. But um, second quarter, we came out and, um, and you know, the first quarter, the signs were there that we were the better team, you know. It just, we weren't just, we just weren't getting any fluidity going, but um, that pressure was decent, um, I thought. Um, particularly, you know, SNM were getting it forward and as I really want to highlight um, Hamish Hartlett's, uh, you know, just just how good it is to have a guy like Hamish Hartlett doing what he's doing. Um, there's a few moments, and it, I guess it's something that um, I noticed in the ground. I don't know if it, how it looked on TV because, I, again, I did watch it um, back this week. But uh, he just – his ability, his his, his tenacity, and he, he, there's a few smothers and a few tackles. And just, just watching from my uh, vantage point up in the stands, I just really was – just really, really impressed with what he was doing, um, just with his pressure and uh, his leadership on the field. You know, when when a ball was coming in there and someone was needing to uh, really just stand up as a leader and as a veteran, um, Hamish Hartler was doing it, um, putting his body on the line in some trying conditions in that first quarter, really just to, um, you know, kind of set the tone for what 
we needed to do to get the game going our way um, and as we did in the second quarter. So uh, just really, you know, and I'm just looking today when I see the news that, you know, Jasper Pittard's been uh, delisted by North Melbourne along with um, everyone at the t- <laughs> everyone at their team, basically. Uh, you know, there was, there was talks a few years ago when Hamish Hartley, you know, there was talks about him going to North Melbourne. I, I believe North Melbourne was on the teams when we were talking about trading. And uh, I'm just so glad that, um, and it's a real, I guess, a, Another, uh, you know, pat on the back for uh, Cripps, the, you know, Patrick, uh, Patrick Cripps, Jason Cripps, the list manager, um, for what he's doing um, with just this list that we've got this year is so, so balanced and so good. And, um, you know, when you see the team, the players, uh, you know, there's a few players that are doing really well this year. You know, uh, Dougal Howard and um, Ryder have just made finals and I'm, I'm really pleased for those guys. And I certainly don't wish any ill will against any former Port players, um, that have gone, you know, just as, as part of the business as it is the AFL. But um, when you look at our list and how we're going this year and how we're tracking and the guys that have uh, gone in high-profile deals the last few few years, um, it really makes you realise how lucky we are at Port that we've got some some guys working behind the scenes um, doing a really good job. So, um, yeah, ah, back to the game. Um, it was a really, um, just a real well kind of balanced Port Adelaide performance, you know. Um, I guess the only concern that came out of it for us was uh, Tom Cleary the slight hamstring strain but it looks like just a some rest this week um not getting taken up for the Collingwood game and then we've got the week off and then we go into a um a home home final home qualifying final so um you know just balanced performance I was really pleased with uh you know guys like Dersmer and Rosie coming coming in like the, these are the guys that we need to get going a bit more before the finals and like the, though they weren't um you know well-beating performances, they're certainly um, showing some glimpses of what we expect from those young blokes that have come in and, um, you know, gone, been going really well since we drafted them, basically. Um, Boke, again, just just wonderful. Uh, Dixon, I've already spoken plenty about, and it was good. And so it was good to see Ebit back out there, um, kicked, a go- <laughs> kicked a goal that just, one of those ones that um, you just love as a footy fan to see kind of things like that happen is just, that's one of the quirks of footy is you can kick a goal like that when um when it should just be, you know, when you're looking at a marking contest 25 metres out in a slight angle and it just, just reaches over the, just kicks over the hands and um and just lands right in the goal square and bounces through the way it should. Um, yeah, I was just really pleased with the, the, the spread of the ball around. You know, we had, I think, uh, 10 or 11 different goal kickers. Uh, you know, you had Wines popping up. Juan Dersman got one, Rosie... Um, Ebert's getting one. Pal Pepper with a just an amazing, uh, amazing snap from that uh, out, the, out of the, out of bounds on the full free kick. Um, you know, a lot of these guys that can't, you know, when they get put right in front, often have those misses that make you shake your head, and then they can kick those. So you know, um, if we kick those, it'll even out, and we'll be fine. We'll be winning a premiership. So um, yeah, I was really pleased with the effort on the weekend, considering the trying conditions in particular. Um, once that weather started coming in, as I was sitting there at the Oval, and at that point, I think we were only leading by you know four goals. When the weather when the real weather really started to hit, I was thinking, ah, like we just maintain and get out of this one with that because it's it's when those games get really tough like that that you worry about um, the ball getting really slippery and um, uncomfortable out there. And uh, my main my main issue at the moment as a fan, obviously, is just hoping we don't um, succumb to any major injuries um, before the finals. And again, that's my concern. <laughs> like. Worry going into this weekend. So, um, you know, to get out of that game, uh, obviously, Cleary aside, 
Um, and thankfully, that doesn't look like it's too serious. Uh, we got out of there with um, and a, a, de- a good percentage boosting win. Um, not the percentage is now a concern for us. Beyond the fact that um, the comfortable percentage lead we have means that uh, if we win this week, then we're we're finishing as minor premiers. Um, you know, there's, you know, there's a few weeks there when the permutations, depending on how things went, you'd wonder if we finished t- like tied with Geelong at the top. Um, that they their percentage have been pretty healthy for a while, but we're actually only a couple of percentage points off of Geelong now, which is uh, really impressive. You know, like percentage beyond these moments, like where where it's um, deciding ladder position is just just what it is. It's percentage, but it's a really good sign sign to see how you're tracking as a squad, and um, just one of those metrics that you can just look at. Um, not to you sh- you should never use stats as a be all and end all, but you just you round them into your um, overall you know kind of eye test feel for what your team's doing and. Um, beyond what I said about the Jekyll and Hyde nature of Port Adelaide at times, I'm really impressed with what, what they're doing overall and the percentage back set up as long as a lot, uh, as well as a lot of the key key performance indicators as well. But the percentage staying re- uh, healthy all year is a really good sign as to what we've been uh, our consistency throughout the year. So um, yeah, 50 point win against Essendon was really impressive in those just absolutely trying conditions. I remember going down to the bar at three quarter time and just the the water that was pouring off the backside of um, you know, when you're seeing just pour, water pouring over a roof like that off of the backside of where the bar is up on the riverbank stand there at the top tier, um, just uh, when you think about that and that, the footy they're playing, and, um, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about greasy footy this year, and um, particularly with the uh, grand final and apparently Collingwood are using some baby oil on their footies to train for the weekend. So, um, you know, it's great. 2020 is great. But, yeah, it was really just an impressive performance in trying conditions. And, and you know, uh, again, like well, I just mentioned, um, the the talk about the grand final being up in um, in Queensland at night, and there's a lot of talk and controversy about what that's going to do for the quality of footy with the slippery footy and the dewy nights in Queensland with the humidity. Um, and um, yeah, it's you know these, this kind of performance is uh, unfortunately Port are probably going to have to get used to uh, handling a slippery footy for a, for a bit. You know, home finals hopefully will be fine there, but um, yeah, the 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 Queensland experience is going to be an interesting one this this weekend certainly uh, well Monday night against Collingwood is going to be uh, a test for that and well depending on how the conditions are for this Monday night that is but we'll get into a review of the Collingwood game on another podcast uh, oh, sorry a, review, a preview uh, there will be a review after too but a preview of the Collingwood game will come um, uh, tomorrow probably um, but we had a big announcement this week um Obviously, this is kind of no news to anyone, but uh, the great Justin Westhoff is retiring from Port Adelaide at season's end. Um, something that I, I can't remember if I mentioned it on a podcast or not, like, you know, list management-wise, probably saw, you know, we've been seeing this one coming for a while, probably. Um, we were all pretty happy when I think he got another contract last year, but um, uh, he's been rolling the one one years uh, for a couple of years now, and, you know, this year was just a sort like you could just see it this year. Finally, um, sadly, that um, he probably was just there was just that little bit lost in his step. And I, and to be honest, like watching him play, um, I was at the St Kilda game where he, he he had a great moment followed by an embarrassing moment when he, he you know got back and uh, took a nice intercept mark and then kicked it straight to the opposition. Um, but that was just a that kind of game was just going that way. Um, so you could see he had it had it in him to be kind of that player that we knew, but it was just it was 
less consistent, and that's what happens when uh, you know footy players reach this age is that you know the body body wants, but the sorry the mind wants, but the body won't, and uh, it's just um, it is just his time, unfortunately, as far as retirement goes. You know, we can um, it's it's quite sad when these these er- areas come to an end, particularly with. Guys is uh, just so, so important to a club's fabric as Justin Westhoff. You know, this is a guy that, um, you know, when you get a guy that's drafted number 71 and comes in as a rookie in 2007 and just <laughs> really blows onto the scene too. I remember those, those few weeks there where he was just kicking bags of goals and he was a, he came from nowhere to be the best forward in the comp and um, it was just really a fun time as a poor I was a, you know... 19 year old Port fan at the time and um it was just refreshing you know we were just kind of coming out of we were slowly going through that transition from that great squad we had in the early 2000s and and you know we'd lost a few you know Wanganeen and whatnot but then we were coming into we suddenly uh you know 2007 was a surprise to everyone as, as I think um how good we suddenly became very quickly anyway it's a testament to guys like Westhoff and obviously Robbie came in and and Travis Boat came in that year as well, and we just had this real nice young crop coming through, and as well as some of those veterans that have been around from those um those earlier runs. Uh, but he stuck with it for the you know we're not going to talk about how 2007 ended, um, but his career has just been defined by um, this love for footy and his love for club. And his love for teammates, and you know, it's it's cliches to talk about those kind of things with um, guys because you know we we expect that everyone at the team is going to be like that. But um, the selflessness of Justin Westhoff is, you know, there was never anything big man about him. Um, we never had to, you know, just trade rumors and what where he's going. He's just a, he's always he was always going to be a Port Adelaide man, wasn't he? You know, um, he was always going to be signing on and, and and just being a crucial part of that club and and a leader and. And and an icon really for the, those guys coming through and and a and a model of professionalism as well, um, off field as well. He's just such a such a stand up bloke from you know all accounts. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but um, you just hear all the things about him. Just how he how, you know he's got his business on the side there, and um, and that's really flourishing. And he's got a you know he's got his family that um, he seems like just a just a quintessential family man. And then and then obviously through you know. The business ventures and and his family stuff. He's still de- dedicating his his everything to being the best Port Adelaide player he can be. And unfortunately, obviously, this year is just um not uh, no ill will towards his efforts. It's just it is what it is. When the body starts just uh, letting you know that um, things aren't going to work as well as they did um <laughs> in the years previous when you were um, a you know young mid mid twenties AFL player. Um, once you hit that other side of thirty, things just don't just stop moving the way they're meant to. Um, like this has a 32 year old that just, you know, gets out of a chair and your shoulder just suddenly just moves in a weird way and hurts. And you just go, why the fuck's that happening? And it's just, it's just, it is what it is. And that's where he is as an AFL player, obviously far fitter than me though. Um, but yeah, his career has been defined by just such a selfless, selfless gift, um, of his talents and his leadership and his, and his, and he's everything for Port Adelaide, and 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 we can say these things about him being selfless and and not being you know the big man on campus about Port Adelaide and whatnot. But you know he's also you know he's a John Cale medal winner, he's a show, showdown medal winner. He's, he's a bloke that um you know and yeah well John Cale medal was twenty eighteen, so only a couple of years ago, and um was the 
best player on Port on Port Adelaide's team, and you know a, a disappointing uh, season in the end that year. It started actually incredibly well and just fell away. But you know, I think at one point we we're tracking at eleven and four, and you know Westhoff had been one of the best players in that. So that's like a testament to his abilities to be. Uh, one of the top tier players at Port Adelaide and, and be a, a tr- crucial player and, and his abilities all around the field. You know, this is a bloke that you could, um, you know, he started, you know, like I said, he came in kicking bags of goals, but then, you know, he'd, he'd be pinch, pinch hitting in the ruck and um, and playing down, like going down to defense and then um, out in the wing. And it was just like, you know, to have a guy of his size um, and his skill level and versatility is um, just really rare. And I think he's uh, certainly one of the most underrated players in the AFLs um, in the 21st century of the AFL. Because, you know, if you talk to, I'm sure, um, if you ask a lot of fans from interstate, they'd probably just be like, and you, you said something like that, they'd be like, oh, what are you talking about, mate? Like, and that's just part of what it is being, um, you know, Port Adelaide's, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, sometimes just players like Justin Westhoff don't get recognized as well um, around the league. But, Certainly, as Port Adelaide fans, we have appreciated everything he's done, and I and you know, and we will continue to appreciate it. Uh, he has earned his earned his place um, at the top top tier of uh, Port Adelaide history as far as players that really exemplify everything that we we believe. And I, I tweeted from the Creed account that um, what he does and what he is to Port Adelaide was exemplify um, everything that what Foss Williams wrote the Creed about. You know, like. Um, you know, his endeavor was to be the best that he could be. And, you know, we exist to win premierships. And, and while he hasn't got there yet, um, you know, his his endeavor on the field was that he gave it all. And, um, you know, afterwards, if, if you've given all your all on field and they've still fallen to defeat, then you can hold your head high. Like, you know, that kind of idea was, um, is everything that Justin Westhoff's um, career has been exemplified by is just that, that drive to succeed no matter what. And, um, you know, he, he can't, He's the kind of player that could never be faulted for leaving le- leaving something on the field. Um, he was always giving his all for the jumper and giving his all for Port Adelaide. And, and for that, I'm incredibly thankful. And, um, you know, saddened by the fact that we may not uh, get to see him play again, I, I'm certainly not going to sit here and say he we should give him a game out of sen- sentimental value. And I certainly, um, Justin said in his press conference, which is available on Port Adelaide's um, YouTube channel, and is well, well worth watching just to see... Um, what I'm talking about here is about the kind of player he is. He's very humble and soft, softly spoken when he's talking about these, you know, when reporters are asking questions about his career and um, what it means to him and everything. And, and and you know, he said that he would feel selfish running around for another year um, and taking the place of some younger guys. And that's the kind of, that's just the kind of bloke he is, you know, thinking of the, thinking of his teammates and, um, so yeah, I think, and I think he mentioned, you know, if he's played his last game, that we, you know, I'd, he'd love to. He's ready to go if we need him, and uh, but if he's played his last game, that is what it is, and and I think that's such a testament to where we are as a club right now too, is that we can have a player like this. You know, um, we've seen Bryce Gibbs get his farewell game for Adelaide, and they were in the position to do so because of the fact they're um, not in finals, uh, not anywhere close. Um, we, we <laughs> uh, but. You know, but we're not we're not in that position. We're in a position where we're um, even this week uh, against Collingwood. While um, you know we do want to finish top if we can, but uh, the worst case scenario is we finish second and still have the two home finals. So the result this week uh, isn't as crucial as it could have been a few weeks ago when things were still you weren't exactly sure how it would shake out for this last week. 
Um, it's just been nice and comfortable to know that we're we're guaranteed that spot now with how other results fell the last few weeks. But um, it's still not time for sentiment to creep in as far as um, spots in the 22. We really need to be locking down what our best 22 is going to finals. And um, and if Westhoff trains and shows what he can do, and he's certainly the kind of bloke that has the talent, I, I think he could be in the best 22 um, if he did have a few injuries come. Um, but... Uh, unfortunately, um, it just isn't quite there at the moment, and uh, we need to we need to accept the fact that we may have seen his last game um, in Port Adelaide colours, and um, we just got to look back on the memories, and and that's what we have as as sports fans. As soon as as soon as any moment in sports that we've loved to experience has happened, it's become a memory, and um, and uh, Justin Westhoff's long and illustrious career as a Port Adelaide football player is. Full of many great memories, um, you know, some some of the best goals you'll see, um, especially from a guy like that, that um, that one that he's, uh, he, he crosses in, um, you know, he's got a few where he, he like crosses into Robbie Gray and then, and then that goal from the boundary in China and it's just like just amazing stuff um, as well as just some, and some great goals, you know, um, that, that Richmond final in 2014 that was there and um, he set that, he was the first one there. He opened the floodgates of that wonderful first quarter that we that we um, is still one of the just the most amazing twenty minutes of footy I've ever seen, um, and he was he was right in the thick of that both in the middle of the field and um, you know and really getting into the contest and then kicking some goals as well. So these kind of memories are what we have and thankfully have plenty of um, whether it's YouTube or DVDs or whatever you've got um, you know we've got plenty of access to enjoy. Uh, and reminisce about Justin Westhoff's career as a Port Adelaide footy player. So, um, really, just gonna um, I'm just actually gonna crack. I got a can of the Prison Bar Ale from Pirate Life here that um, sure plenty of Port fans copped onto this week. Five dollars from every carton going to the new scoreboard at Alberton um, at the Mecca. So, uh, yeah, really worth getting around. But I'm crack one of these cans and raise one, raise one with me, true believers. So, Justin Westhoff, um, just a Fantastic Port Adelaide club man, and the journey's not over yet this year, but um, yeah, we'll be, um, as he mentioned a few times in his press conferences, there'll be a few beers with the boys um, after this season, no matter what, just to, just to celebrate what's been such an illustrious career as, a, as uh, one of the true icons of, of what our club is meant to be and what it is and what we believe it to be and what it is right now, and, you know, ex- exemplifies all that. So let's just uh, take a sip for Justin for a second here. Alrighty, well, that about wraps it up for that episode. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with a um, preview of the Collingwood match and talk a bit more about that. And uh, that'll be about it until Monday, where we're going to do a Zoom, going to do a Zoom hangout. Um, <laughs> this stage could just be me and the me and the wife, the other half of the creed, um, Andrea. But you know, if you if you're interested in it and you, and you see our tweets or whatever, just email us. Either tweet uh, tweet at us, DM us on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you find us. Um, just register your interest. Um, you can also email us at thecreed1870 at gmail.com. Just let us know you're interested and then we'll send um, an hour before the game, we'll send out a, a Zoom link um, to, if you want to join up, just join in. Then you just click that link as long as you got the Zoom downloaded. It's all free um, on your end uh, because if I'm sending the link. So, uh, yeah, it would just be... Me, me in front of the computer having some beers and but if you um, while watching the game so it's not obviously a game telecast but if you want to join in and have a beer and hang out while we're watching the game um we'll be doing that so 
yeah, keep an eye on that and just, yeah, register your interest. Whichever way you can get in touch with us, um, just let us know you're interested. It's pretty informal in that sense. We'll just send you the link um, an hour before the game so you've got plenty of time to log in there. Um, yeah, yeah, that about wraps it up for the pod. So keep an eye on all the socials. Follow us all there. Um, if you're listening to this pod, um, one of the few that I have so far, uh, give it a subscribe, give it a rate, do all that stuff that uh, helps out us these podcast things, but this is the Alberton Wrap brought to you by The Creed, and we're out. Cat dog.